Welcome, welcome, welcome to Tilt. Happy Monday, everybody. Well, we're going to call it Matter of Fact Monday. We're out, out here in the field. No music today. So it's basically, you thought you knew. The deal fell through. Thought you had the juice, but you had to call a truce. It's your boy, OG. And if it's your first time joining us, Tilt stands for talking in layman's terms, as always. As a matter of fact, Monday, you ready for the truth? Let's dive right in. Like I've been telling everybody, until they bring Brittany Griner home, I'm going to be banging on the drum for our girl. Uh, she's still in detention. Uh, it was extended to May 19th last month. And the word is it won't be until that trial, you really won't know what's going on. So let's just keep praying for the sister and banging on that drum. Uh, WNBA, still boycotting, still disappointed. Uh, Besides, I mean, like I said, WMA is dead to me until they show this kind of support they need to be, be showing. But, hey, that's just me. Also, in other news, we got Vivian Stringer steps down as the Rutgers women's coach after 50 years. Congratulations to her and her future endeavors. You have Dawn Staley and a host of others to carry on your legacy. Thanks for the memories. Yes, uh, Dawn, got in, Dawn Staley got into coaching because with Miss Stringer, but like I said, she's building it, building it, building it, and right now she is, Don Staley is the preeminent force in women's college basketball. Sorry, Gino. Other news, the Chicago Bears released Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles after not finding a trade partner. Somebody, somebody will scoop Nick up. I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up in Dallas. Who knows, maybe he can get us a Super Bowl. We'll see. Okay, we're going to jump right into boxing. Uh, the show Saturday night, we had uh, Shakur Stevenson against Oscar Valdez. Uh, in the words of Errol Spence, it's strap season. I mean, Shakur, the WBO, and Valdez, the WBC champ, uh, this fight can be summed up in one word. Beatdown. Valdez was game, but Shakur completely outclassed him. I mean, I'm not going to say Valdez didn't have some moments. But his face will tell you another story. Tim Bradley should be banned from ever calling another boxing match. He's he too over the top. Man, I miss Roy Jones and Jim Lampley. Uh, Andre Ward is as smooth behind the mic as he was in the ring. I mean, Shakur is going to be a superstar in the game. He is now the de facto star at 130. But when he comes to 135, maybe he can get some of these bums to fight. Ryan Garcia, you're on the clock. Tank, you're on the clock. Even my man, Devin Haney, like I said, that's a fight, Dev, with a welcome. And then we had the women boxers uh, out at Madison Square Garden, which actually was a better show than the men. You had Katie Taylor versus uh, Amanda Serrano, and it did not disappoint. Although I think it should have been a draw if they didn't give it to Serrano. Like I said, that, that, that would have set up a good second fight. But to me, I think Serrano won it, but the judges gave it to... Uh, Katie Taylor, they definitely have to do this again. That that was that was a good fight. Maybe even one of them will bulk up and try to go up and uh, fight uh, Clarissa Shields if she gets out of this MMA, MMA stuff. So we're going to see how that works. Now we're going to roll over to the draft. The four days of yawning. But let's see what some of your teams done, the pick they took, and how it's going to help them. Let's start off in the NFC East with my Cowboys. 
Uh, we took offensive Tyler, uh, offensive tackle Tyler Smith from Tulsa, which we needed after letting uh, Lyle Collins go. And we took uh, wide receiver uh, Jalen Talbot from South Alabama. Not a Amari Cooper replacement or even a Wilson replacement. Uh, I wouldn't say he's a project. He's got good hands, good speed. But, yeah, the Cowboys draft pretty much told you all you needed to know. They went defense, 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 then offense. Uh, Mike McCarthy probably has about five games. Uh, with Sean Payton out there, he loses any of the first three. He's probably out of there. So looks like Jerry's priming Dan Quinn to take over. That's all I'm saying. Then you had the commanders. They got Johan Dotson. One word, game changer. He was Penn State's offense last year. Basically, Reggie Bush at the wide receiver position. This kid is, let me put it to you like this. He's a more athletic C.D. Lamb with better hands, if possible. I did not like that pick for us in our division. Then they also got Sam Howard. Sam Howard from North Carolina. They needed a trigger man. Well, guess what? They got one. Go ahead and put Carson Wentz out the pasture. Let's see what happens. Then we had the... New York Giants, they took an offensive tackle, Evan Neal from Alabama, filled some holes in the line. Maybe uh, Daniel Jones won't be running for his life this year. They filled a lot of holes, but mostly on the defensive side. The Eagles, they had a major trade, uh, getting all-pro A.J. Brown, getting all-pro A.J. Brown from the Titans. So their draft really wasn't what you would expect it to be. Then we're going to move down to the NFC North. We got Chicago. Uh, Chicago took Kyler Gordon, cornerback from Washington, and Jaquan Brizzler from safety from Penn State, which was a good pickup. This guy, like uh, his teammate Dotson, a shutdown guy, and he's going to be a good pro. Detroit took Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan, the edge rusher, but like I said, Detroit's a place where uh, NFL careers go to die. Good luck to the kid. The Packers. They took uh, Quay Welker, inside linebacker, Devontae White, two Georgia boys, no wide receivers to replace uh, Devontae Adams. I mean, they, they drafted a wide receiver, but is he ready to play now? I'd say no, but we'll see. The Vikings uh, selected Lewis Sign, the safety, another, uh, another Georgia guy. These Georgia guys dominated the draft. Then we had NFC South, Atlanta. They drafted Drake London. Uh, he'll replace Ridley at the wide receiver spot. He's good, but not as good as they say from watching him on TV. He's, he's, he's going to be a good pro receiver, but he's not better than Ridley. And they also took uh, Desmond Riddler, the, the Cincinnati quarterback, uh, with Mariota at the helm right now. Don't be surprised if you see Ritter sooner than later. Then you had the Saints, took Chris Olave from Ohio State. They needed a wide receiver in case uh, my man doesn't show back up. But that was they had a good draft. Then you had the Cardinals uh, that took Akeem Aquanu, NC State. NC State guy. Uh, Tampa Bay took Logan Hall, defensive tackle. Tampa is really strapped by the salary cap right now. So, 
NFC West. Excuse me, that I was wrong picked by Arizona. Arizona took tight end Trey McBride uh, from Colorado State. In a trade that landed them Hollywood Brown from the Ravens. Kyler Murray's old target at Oklahoma. Interesting. 49ers took Drake Jackson, outside linebacker. Like I said, they're kind of strapped when it comes to draft picks also. Uh, the, the Rams took Logan Bruss, another offensive tackle. And uh, Kyren Williams, the running back from Notre Dame. This guy is a, is a game changer also. The Seahawks, no Russell Wilson. So they drafted Charles Cross. Great pass blocker, and Russell's gone. Too little, too late. Buffalo took uh, quarterback Kyrie Lamb, another great corner, and running back James uh, Cook from Georgia. Any Georgia running back is a good running back. The Patriots took Cole Strange to protect, protect Charlie Checkdown. <laughs> Imagine that. They also got Tyquim Thornton from Baylor. From the Baylor family, good kid. He's going to be good in that offense. He's a deep threat. The Jets took Amar Gardner from Cincinnati, cornerback, and Garrett Wilson, another wide receiver from Ohio State. The Dolphins, linebacker, Charing Tindall, linebacker, Georgia. Like I said, Georgia has dominated the draft. Then we got the Ravens, Kyle Hamilton, the safety from Notre Dame. Man, they their defense just got 10 times better. And this guy, if they let him play free safety, he's going to kill a couple of people. Cincinnati took Dexter Hill, safety, Michigan. Steelers took Kenny Pickett, the hometown kid. Uh, like I said, Mitch, looks like you're on the clock again. But I think Mitch is ready to, to take, take control now. But if he doesn't, Mr. Pickett. Who broke all the damn Marinos records at Pittsburgh? Is ready to go. Uh, they also got well, Pickens, the wide receiver from Georgia. Uh, the Browns took Martin Emerson, cornerback from Mississippi State. Not they just showed up a spot. They lost a couple free agents, but everybody's thinking about the Browns' offense. Uh, AFC South, the Colts. Alex Pierce, wide receiver. He's probably gonna. Uh, be the heir apparent to T.Y. Hilton. He's got T.Y. there to uh, tutor him. The Texans took Derrick Stingley Jr., cornerback from LSU, and John Metric, and the wide receiver from Alabama, John Michi III. So uh, for all the flack the Texans been getting with the whole Deshaun Watson saga, I can't lie, they did a, They had a good draft. I would, I would give them a B-plus, maybe even an A-minus in the draft. The Titans... Traylon Burks, wide receiver from Arkansas. That was along with the trade that sent A.J. Brown to the Eagles. Uh, this kid is big. He's physical. It's going to be crazy. And they also, the Titans also got Malik Willis, the Liberty quarterback. So you might see him sooner than later. Jacksonville took Trayvon Walker, number one. Like I said, the Georgia dominated the draft. And finally, we're going to go out to... The AFC West, where the Broncos took Nick Bonretto, a linebacker from Oklahoma. That defense is already stout. Uh, the Raiders took uh, Dylan Parham, offensive guard, to help protect Kari from Memphis. They also took Zamir White, the running, another running back from Georgia. Georgia dominated the draft. Uh, the Chiefs took Trent McDuffie, a cornerback, uh, due to the departure of the Honey Badger. 
He's a good one. And finally, the Chargers took Zion Johnson, offensive guard from Boston College, and the running back Isaiah Spiller from Texas A&M. Got somebody to protect the, the future of the franchise, and you got Spiller, who's all-purpose. Doesn't get any better than that. That's all I have for the draft. Now let's talk about let's talk about the uh, NBA, the playoffs. Big boys playing now. So we got the Bucks and the Celtics. And like I said, why everybody's busy plotting KD's demise as the guy Giannis was this guy Giannis was waiting in the wings, probably playing Roy Jones classic. You must have forgotten. There was no easy run to the rim, and the Celtics fell in love with the three because they couldn't go inside. Al Horford is not stopping Giannis. Seems as though the seems as though the Celtics been ready reading their press clippings. I mean, the Bucks were just tougher. And I've been saying all year, the Bucks are deep, deep. Grayson Allen, McConaughey, Matthews, Bobby Portis. They are prepared and, you know, Marcus Smart possibly hurt. There goes the Celtics' toughness. I don't think the Celtics will get swept, but watching the game, it's definitely a possibility. And then the marquee game yesterday, you had the Warriors versus the Grizzlies. This game, exciting, just didn't cover it. The runs, the scoring, it was why you watch games. The Warriors were getting pounded on the glass. Jaron Jackson Jr. hit a bevy of threes, and Ja was just Ja. Uh, ja played Steph in the first half, but a pro game is 48 minutes. The Splash Brothers and Poole made a run even after Draymond got ejected. The refs let them play, and to throw Draymond out on that saw play, in the middle of the game, that's a driveway. That's a driveway call. Both teams are deep, but the Grizzlies' second unit might be better than the first unit. I mean, my take on the game is simple. Ja, although he had a great game, played too much hero ball, and it caught up to him in the end. The young guns have to remember, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And these guys have rings, so doing the gritty may be all well and good. It's cute. Just see it that way when they get up on you out there. Wake up before it's too late. All I'm saying is uh, these young guns, like I said, Memphis has no quit in them. They have no quit in them, but they're going to have to play, you know, they're going to have to execute down the stretch. And that, and that, I mean, they have the teams to do it. I would, I would actually put Ja in two spot and let, uh, Jones run the point because when he comes in, he seems to steady him. Ja is, I wouldn't say Ja's all flash. He does some incredible things when it comes down to winning time. I mean, there are a bunch of plays you could have drawn up at the end of a game, but that probably wasn't one. But hey, they're young. They're going to learn. They're going to see how it goes. Okay, the other series start today. I mean, MB won't travel with the team, but may be available for game three. Kyle Lowry is still out for game one for the Heat. Uh, Phoenix was fine for not letting league officials know about Devin, that Devin Booker would play in the closeout games. Sometimes the league can be so petty. There's this thing called gamesmanship. But I guess they didn't see it that way. Well, that's my report for Matter of Fact Monday. It's your boy OG, and I'm O-U-T.